What's up, what's up, what's happening? Out of bounds, baby, 7 o'clock. It's Tuesday. You know what time it is. You know what day it is. And you know what it is. Out of bounds. Your host, Brandon Lawrence, Carlo Kellum, he's on the way. Uh, inside man, he'll be calling in later. We were brought in by the soulful sounds of Young Thug, Old English. You know, if you don't know, get familiar with it. I didn't know he was because he didn't tell me his name at the beginning of the song. See, that, I was confused. So, so you must like him because he did last week. You were complaining that they, everybody said their name before. Yeah, that's no, he that's, didn't that's, do that's, it. That's pet peeve number one for not being. Uh, Hearing the rest of your song being heard on Trevor's eyeball <laughs> is so, saying your name at the beginning of the song. So he passed the test. He did. He did. Uh, the Molly reference, I'm not a fan of, but he did admit well, the fact that, that most musicians don't admit to now that he just copies stuff he likes. Isn't that what right. everyone does? So at least he admits yeah. to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Robin Thicke admitted to it basically. Well, no, he said he was on Vicodin and uh, he was drunk when uh, Pharrell <laughs> wrote all the words to Blurred Lines. Adam, what's his name? Uh, Robin Thicke just sang them. Crazy man, but look. Um, speaking of, speaking of, uh, I forgot. Trevor just said something. That reminded me of something. But anyway, we're just saying their names. Molly. Oh, Wes Welker will be back. You know, <laughs> get, he, his suspension will be lifted under under the new drug policy. But now nah, we. I was thinking about something else. I was trying to do a intro to Floyd Mayweather. Um, the fight last week, everybody, it was good. I, I was good for me. It was good for Floyd Mayweather. It was basically a repeat of the last fight. Um, you know, not too much. I mean, you saw you saw Maidana coming in there clubbing and trying to force the action. Floyd was against the ropes a little bit, maybe a little bit too much, not as much as the last time. He was and he got beat up, man. He was, you know, his his uh his uh face was kind of puffy. And uh Warren Buffett was in the crowd. He was watching him. Um, I don't know. I wonder if Warren Buffett bet any money on Floyd. Did you order the Probably fight on pay per view? I watched it. I watched it at a friend's house. <laughs> you took the cheap route. You, yeah. you went to somebody else that ordered it. I, man, I hardly ever. I never ordered those fights, the, man. The old going like, to the restaurant and ordering water and sitting there for three hours watching a pay per view scale. Yeah, I mean, scale. you know, if my if my friend is going to do it, then you know, hey, I gave him uh, I, I gave him a cigar that night. Well, so, that's you know. good. I mean, you threw down something. Well, let me ask you this then. So you didn't pay for it technically, but you did see the fight. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Knowing now, after seeing the fight, if you had paid for it in your own home, would you have been happy or uh, satisfied or unsatisfied? I would have been happy because I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan, um, and, and, and I want to see him continue to win. I want him... I want him to go undefeated. But so was the fight I'll, worth I'll it? Though? I mean, you, you were happy yeah. he won. Yeah, it but was happy. Was, it, the fight, was, was the fight worth $50 for a pay-per-view? Scene? Or, I'm sorry, the yeah. undercard might have been decent, too. I don't know. No, the undercard wasn't that great. The fight, oh, the fight before was like a second-round TKO, so they had to hurry up and get those guys on there. But um, the the other two fights. Production crew was panicking. Good. Like, throwing some promo now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, six rounds, they, guys. They, interviewed, <laughs> they interviewed Kevin Hart and, and some <laughs> other guy, and they interviewed Mike Tyson and – Lennox Lewis, and I was like, wow, you know. That happened at the Showtime paper, or not paper, but the time. Showtime fight with Adrian Broner recently. Yeah. They, the, the fights before them went shorter, way shorter than I think they had planned because the fight, the Broner fight, I turned it on and I end up watching some 
like Mayweather promo for his which fight just took place right for like thirty minutes before the Broner fight actually took go on, and I was like, why did why am I just sitting through all this? And it went and turns out all the undercard fights were shorter than expected, which resulted, yeah. you know, they don't want to bring the main event out too early. I mean, it's it's like a concert; they always come in late. Well, yeah, I mean, that's 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 you know, that's I mean, that, you know, it's unpredictable. You don't you never know. So it's, it's that's what you get, man. You know, it's just one of those types of things. But um, when's the last time you ordered and paid your own money for a pay per view boxing match? Ah, man, I don't even know if I ever did. I'm <laughs> I just don't do that stuff, you know. It's what like, was the last? <laughs> well, I, it's I, like you know, I don't order. You know, I don't order anything. No, nothing. I know Brandon's going one day. He's going to give me a text. You going to order that pay per view, man? Uh, I might swing by. I'll be in your neighborhood. I, I know what you were about to say. I, I heard you laugh. I know what you were about to say, but no, I don't order that either. Oh no, not that! Yeah. Didn't mean that. No, that's way too much. That's a ripoff. But that's a story for another oh, day. I wouldn't know. Nah, I would, but that's again. That's uh, we'll save that for another day. I don't order, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know Mayweather. Mayweather, it was a good fight. Um, Cowboys won. Oh man! Speaking you know, of people showing up late, the like voice fights. of dissidents. Nah, it was a terrible fight, man. I wasted eighty dollars on that fight. Oh, he <laughs> yeah, I actually paid for that's it. That's right. That's right. Carlo, he he, uh, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, man, I got the fight. Come over." Yeah, it was terrible, man. Terrible fight, terrible performance. Mayweather, man, he's he's close to losing. Oh, man. somebody might get him, man. He's slowing somebody down. Somebody got you, man. Somebody somebody spiked your water. <laughs> they got you, man. Hey, you know, as a matter of fact, you know what's you know what I notice about like if you go to these May as the the more Mayweather fights you go to, the more the the more haters that there are in the audience, which I really don't understand. I don't understand it. Um, I I watched the fight. Um. I watched the fight. I went to my friend's house in Detroit, uh, and uh, and you know you would think that, you know, that they would uh, it would be a friendly, I guess, friendly atmosphere for Mayweather since he's a couple hours away from what is he from Flint or where's May is Mayweather from Flint? I'm not Grand sure Rapids, Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, exactly. I know um, the public school system where every from doesn't want to admit it, but that's don't hear there. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Hey, look, man. I mean, you know, they, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of folks, man. A lot of folks are, you know, kind of stumbling over some words. But hey, that's normal. But um, yeah, man. It's, it's more and more haters. Uh, I guess Carlo has joined the nation of uh, people against Mayweather. But well, nah, I'm, more, a, more, I'm a fan of Mayweather, man. I just fan. Uh, yeah, you just said yeah. the fight was terrible. I said the fight in general was terrible. I didn't say Mayweather was terrible. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't say he was, you know, he terrible. Said it was terrible. I said the fight was terrible as far oh, okay. as uh, it was just boring, man. I mean, he did. He he stu- he was sticking and moving. You know, hitting well, him and running. Yeah, that's what yeah. he's supposed to. But people uh, want to see a fight. You want to see toe. You want to see toe to toe, toe, man. Man, he's thirty seven, man. Yeah, you gotta go toe well, to toe. Carlo, under that, with the last fight that they see, had, he had to fight him, man. Prove to the world that he could knock him out. Well, Floyd wants to. He wants to be. Able I mean, ain't no wrong with sticking and moving. Conjugate a verb at the age of you know. You didn't see Ali stick and move on Foreman, did you? Well, you saw. Well, you look at Ali. Listen to Ali. <laughs> look, ask, did ask you, did you listen something. to the Mayweather try to read? <laughs> he's, he's already better, there. He's better than he Ali. He might as well go toe to toe. I can understand him. Ali can read better than Mayweather right no, now. He was reading. Did the you script. read? The, yeah, it was he a was ten sec a ten second script. He was reading the script, man. Hey, Trevor, pull that script if you got it. Hold man. Before we, he was before you do script. that, by your by your aspect of this being a bad fight because he was, it was a ten second stri- he was uh, script. Dodging and jabbing, which by the way means things you didn't like. I mean, sticking and sticking. Yeah, it's boxing. It's cool. It's science. But that's boxing. But that's not what fans want to see. Main event, uh, last main event boxing that wasn't that was probably what Ward and Gowdy, and that was ten wow. years ago. I and mean, look at 15? Gowdy. 
Didn't God shoot himself or somebody? Well, that's, I mean, that's, well, I mean, that's, that's the point. point but that's, yeah, that I is mean. the point. It's, it's the point. If you take if you take unreasonable punishment, man, well, Mickey something Ward bad happens in your life. Mickey Ward has gone bell tower on everybody, and he took the punishment. Mickey too. Ward. Well, Mickey, they, uh, nah, Mickey Ward is terrible. He's Irish a people do I'm that, just man. <laughs> they, just, they just drink and get beat up all the time. So that's like, that's an everyday thing for him. He's like, oh, yeah, I can get paid for uh, getting beat up. Yeah, Mickey yeah, and then drink afterwards. It yeah, was just, like, but it was fun. It was it was the boxing you described yeah, yeah, as what's well. fun to watch. Got it with bumps. But it was still fun to watch. It was that type what of happened? boxing you described as being fun to watch, opposed to what Mayweather and Lennox Lewis do, which is dance around and and jab. Is that not correct? Is that Who? not what you said? Lennox Lewis danced around and jab. Yeah, Lennox Lewis dance always around? just stood there and jabbed everybody because he was five inches taller than everybody. Yeah, but his jab was like. Crazy, but man. he's knocking guys but out. To me, yeah. that was boring, but that's boring to watch for me, who's yeah, not he's the knocking guys out, boxing fan. Oh, okay, so you don't want any thought. You don't like any thought going in. No, I want to see two guys going at like Fight Club. I want to see Ed Norton and Brad, Brad Pitt down there going Norton at like Fight Club. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of like great boxing. Ed Norton. I'm making our movie reference, tw- gentlemen. Come on. Tw- what was that? What was that movie? Twenty fifth hour or whatever. Ed Never Norton. saw that one. Yeah, it was a Spike Lee joint, man. With Ed Norton, you didn't see that. Spike Lee lost yeah, me after Son of that was Sam. Ed Norton, that was Ed Norton's best movie, huh? Spike Lee lost me after Son of Sam. I quit. I quit paying for movies after that one. Oh, uh, it was a good. One. I didn't like Son of Sam. That was a good one. But hey, man, you know we're moving on. Uh, we got some. Uh, we have uh, some special guests here. You want to introduce our guest? Yeah, go ahead, man. You introduce him. Well, you brought you, him yeah, in. Yeah, you the man. You brought him in. You have to introduce him. Yeah, man. but this is uh, you know, you the uh, moderator. So you got to do all the interviews. Yeah, bring in the, you know, the interviews, have, intro, I a, outros. I don't even have a bio in Yeah, man, you're the man. moderator, man. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah, I think Carlos mad because um we 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 because because Mayweather won. You must have lost some money or something. Nah, man. I had Mayweather winning in the eighth round. Are you mad because of the Giants? Nah, you know, it, it's the first quarter of the season, man. Yeah. You, you can't judge the first quarter of the season. You can judge the first two, four though. games. You can't. You can't judge. You can judge zero and two. I can judge so the Giants one after one. two games. That's yeah, the percentage sure, yeah. of them going to the playoffs is not very good. Hilarious. Zero and two. Yeah, but I mean, you know, hey man, it's, it's the Giants. Yeah, let's get to the special guests. Nobody bro. really. Nobody really. Nobody <laughs> yeah, can I know the name of the lady? <laughs> let's, let's talk about these uh, these world issues, man. We've got uh, Cedric Mayfield. Cedric Mayfield is joining us today. Um, how you doing, Cedric? I'm doing well. How are y'all today? Doing good, doing good, good. Um, and we've got a famous photographer, Gordon Parks. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, man? What's going on? We got Julius Bryant photography with us today. There we go. But I mean, look, you know, did you watch the fight this weekend? No, I'm not even gonna lie. I totally missed out on the fight. Okay, so you know, yeah. Do you like May uh, Mayweather? Oh. I don't. I don't mind Mayweather. I buy into his hype. I think he's known for. Being that over-the-top character that he is, so for what he's worth, I think he plays up his role well. What do you think about him reading the 10-second script? You, you know, know, you that I, read scripts, you know, on a regular. I'm not going to weigh into that. I don't okay. think it's hard to make fun <laughs> of people. Positive. No, I'm not stay saying to make, make fun of him. I just wanted Thank your opinion. You. Stay, yeah, I like that, man. Stay stay above, yeah, stay above the fray. Positivity, that's the way to, I mean, that's what to do, man. That's, I mean, if somebody can't read very well, man, it's like, you know. I just asked what he thought, man. You know, you know it's out there. You got to think about it. I have a have yeah. a, uh, a opinion on it. I just think everybody has their strengths. That might not be his strength, but as long as his paycheck is larger than mine, who am I to say anything about it? Which he proved if he said on lot, Twitter. Yeah, he circled the but only thing when he did that check, he circled the he still circled the numbers. Why didn't he circle the words? <laughs> he said he can add though, man. Ma- yeah. Math is powerful. But it was the whole thing was about reading, so he should have circled like the written out. <laughs> 
millions rather than the circle million. But hey, that's that's neither here nor there. But speaking of speaking of reading, right? Uh, it's come out the Danny Ferry, uh, the now on leave GM of the Atlanta Hawks, said that he was not simply talking off the top of his head. He was reading a scouting report. <laughs> hey, but that I was, ain't gonna lie, it was pretty funny. <laughs> hey. It was. It was if it was a comedian that said it, nobody would have said anything <laughs> about, about. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's all context. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. and that's the thing about it, right? So, so okay, so hold up. That's that's a fresh point on that. So it's a stereotype, obviously, but is it a stereotype that's like that you that's funny that you want to believe or you know I don't. Hey, say, when I first heard it, I chuckled. <laughs> well, I mean, because yeah, because you can picture a guy in the front of a store <laughs> and then going out back and selling something. Now, yeah, I'm just thinking about those guys that catch on Dateline that, uh, <laughs> with, the, with the money, with the, the money purses. schemes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The money scheme, the ATM, the emails that says that you have somebody in. Uh, yeah, they did a whole special on that the man. Congo. They was nailing these people, man. Like they were actually going there to, to catch them. But we know that's not Luau Dang. First of all, he's from Senegal, right? And 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 and, and, and uh, he's like, yeah, he's he's got an interesting story though. But the funny part, the weird part about it, Danny Ferry and him and Lou Aldan went to the same school. Yeah, they the both Dukies, went to Duke, man. so you would think that there's some type of you know camaraderie or loyalty, but I guess not. Danny Ferry said, what well, you know, he read his he read the scouting report, and the new thing is somebody was saying that um that the person I guess Carmelo Anthony was jumping on Danny Ferry. Um, they said that the scouting report was provided by an African American for Danny Ferry to read. So that's like a new twist. I guess. I don't know, but that's what that's the that's the word. Yeah, man. When you incorporate the word America, the man, court. you can't say stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. But you know, hey, it's it's whatever. Um, and that was weeks so week ago. And Sager, did you uh, catch his comments? You know what we're talking about? No, I'm over oh, okay. here googling it now. Right. You know, my sports knowledge. Hit or miss. My Dude. sports knowledge is the stuff that comes to mainstream media that we turn into a localized story. Do you know uh, Luau Deng? I do know Luau okay. Deng. So, but what did he say? He said he looks like one of those guys who will say you counterfeit fake money. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he said he's it's like, he's like one of those guys that's got a storefront, that's got good, the, the legitimate stuff up front, out front, but in the round back, he would say you something counterfeit, which was like, it was, I don't know, it was just kind of a. I don't know if it was a bad attempt at a joke or or, or what, but I don't know what type of reference um, it was supposed to be, I guess. you know. And then he said he's got a little African in him. And I'm like, he's African, right? Yeah, he, he he's all up, He's man. all African. But you know what? I, I don't like Duke. I never liked Danny Ferry, so I yes. really care less about his job. Yeah, he's, corn, he's corny anyway. Yeah. Danny Ferry is corny. I was say it sounds like a bad attempt. That's some humor. Yeah, but he, and then he wants to, I guess, cover it up or lie about it. Um, I guess that's kind of like uh, that's a Goodell thing. Did you see any of those? They're flying these uh, Roger Goodell, like uh, Goodell must go. Um, yeah, airplanes. over over certain cities. Yeah, yeah. I think like over yeah over cities that have games. I believe they're gonna do it over like no. Owners aren't the owners ain't gonna do it unless well, I, unless that comes to find out he lied about the tape. That's the only way they're gonna force him out. But he went, he took it from two hundred million to what one point three billion dollars. What's that? The the owners, how much how much money they made since he's been in uh in power for eight years? Oh yeah, so I mean, it's about two hundred million to one point like three billion dollars. It's about the money, but I don't know, man. I think the 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 court of public opinion is a lot, especially with the women. You got the National Organization 
a women calling for him to leave. Um, you got some some other other groups, smaller groups calling for him to leave. They started this thing on Twitter. Goodell must go. Um, you know, he just said he he botched the whole thing, man. They said from you know as far then it's like I saw an advertisement uh Revlon maybe or Clairol has a um a female with some eye black underneath and then a the black eye. You know, talking it's crazy, man. It's getting and in the spot. Now here's the thing. This is what happened with um, Sterling, right? Once the sponsors left, then then that's that's the money thing too. So now I think uh, Minnesota's lost some sponsorship apparently because uh, Ziggy, the owner, uh, reinstated Adrian Peterson. Yeah, man, I don't think he's gonna get to play for a minute. He reinstated him though. Yeah, they can always take it back. Greg Hardy got reinstated. Yeah, he shouldn't be playing. Well, I mean, Ray McDonald played last night. Hold on, which one's the one that slammed his I mean, girlfriend not on last the guns? Night, the other night, Sunday night. Who's the one that slammed his girlfriend on the guns? Hardy? Hardy. Yeah, he should yeah. be playing. Well, I mean, you know, he was mad because Nelly was, you know, they said Nelly was. I thought Nelly had May- uh, Mayweather's old girl. I guess Nelly's like a, you know, I don't know. What do you call He's like, uh, he's what's that guy's name? What's the old song? Uh, the Keeping Around the Back Door. What's it? What's it? Jody. <laughs> Nelly's Jody, man. He got your girl, you know. I don't know. Tell my baby boy, man. Baby boy, nah, nah, Jody. That's the older, like an old uh, Jody, like old school Jody. You never heard that song? Nah, man. You never heard that expression? <laughs> nah. I'm old. When did Nelly I'm old. become said Mayfield, Kentucky. Where are you old. from? Uh, Providence, Providence, Kentucky. Providence, yeah, same. Wasn't Nelly popular like 15 years ago? When did he become so cool again? Did he I mean, steal everybody's girl? Nelly's got I mean, muscles, man. When's the last time Nelly had a hit song? I mean, hadn't it been what? What two early two thousand? But Nelly's like I mean I think he's like part owner of the Bobcats and he's got. And a, he's in a Honeycombs commercial. So, I mean I guess that's the Bobcats. I thought it was the. The Brooklyn team. The Brooklyn? I thought yeah, it was Bobcats maybe. originally. Maybe. Well, the Bobcats are no more. They don't exist anymore. They're now the Charlotte Hornets. Well, I mean, it's, you know, six and one hand. Yeah. Same yeah. organization, different nickname. Yeah, yeah. I think he still I don't, I think he still owns a piece of it. He still wear a band-aid over on one side of his face. Well, Nelly. Oh, I was old. Yeah, I was like, you know, that was a fad. So from a woman's perspective, what do you yeah. think about the whole Ray Rice situation? So Ray Rice situation, honestly, I think Flat out, Ray Rice was wrong for what he did. But I will say, I don't necessarily think Ray Rice's second punishment fits. Only because he should have had that second punishment first. The fact that he had that two-game suspension off off top, that should have been that. The fact that you go back later and then try and say, well, now you're out indefinitely, it's kind of this little double-edged, double-jeopardy sword that's not right, in my opinion. So, no, he's not right for doing what he did. He should have had a harsher punishment than the two-game suspension off top. But that should have been the case from the start. So the fact that he didn't get that off top, I feel like the two-game suspension is where we should keep it. And then moving forward, everybody has to have their checks and balances they look into for later on. So, yeah, he's wrong. Flat out. He's wrong. So you think he should be able to play this season? I do think he should be able to play this season. And the only reason I say that is because the higher-ups who made that decision, they had that in mind that whatever he did was worth a two-game suspension. The fact that they saw the video allegedly after the fact and then changed their minds doesn't change a thing for me. It's the fact that... You thought what he did warranted that two-game suspension off rip? Then that's what he should get. So even after you saw the video, the way he knocked this poor lady out, you had no remorse for her? No, it's not that I didn't have remorse for her, and it's not even that I think that he shouldn't have had, shouldn't have had a harsher punishment. I just think you got to set the guidelines. of If this is what we're telling you you're going to be charged with and this is what your punishment is going to be, then you got to stick to it. So, like, yeah, she definitely got knocked out. She definitely shouldn't have probably gone back to him. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Whatever they decided to do was their business. Whatever the NFL decided to do 
was their business. And when they made that decision to have that two-game suspension, that's where they should have kept it at. Wow, that's coming from a woman. Hey, we got to leave it at that right now. The words of Cedric Mayfield, that's what she said. Yeah. We'll be right back. Out of bounds. Hell no, like 12, but if I like it, I cop it. I met Poppy and he said he good at uploading wallets. Kept me round with the signs of my youngest. Kept me booing with the signs of my youngest. I'll be sh- Wait. We're back out of bounds. Your co-host and host, Carlo Kellum, me, Brandon Lawrence, Inside Man's calling in in a minute, and we've got a special in-house guest, Cedric Mayfield. Um, we're gonna stick it. We're gonna stick with this um, NFL theme. We left you um, with the wise words of Miss Mayfield. She gave her take on. Um, Ray Rice, Roger Goodell, all that stuff, you know. I mean, that's, that was like, it was a week or two ago, man. This thing is goes so yeah, fast. Yeah. It's always something else that pops up. But now we're talking about um, juvenile discipline, I guess, you know, whatever. And we were talking over the break. Um, and, of course, we're talking about Adrian Peterson, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he was uh, indicted for uh, child abuse in Texas. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know anybody. Well, yeah, I guess you get indicted for, you know, that stuff. But um which is cool. What I mean not cool, but which is understandable. But um Cedric was telling us, Carlo, that um you would cover the story that you covered a story. Yeah, so the Adrian Peterson yeah. case is basically making everybody weigh in on what exactly is child abuse. A lot of people are like, It's my child, I have the right to discipline my child the way I see fit. And so we actually kind of had a discussion about it in our morning meeting at the station, and a lot of us were like, hey, you know, we got spanked as children. I'm going to spank my child. I was spanked as a kid. Come to find out, that's kind of a history mindset. So we sat down, and I talked with a couple of experts locally to figure out where that actual line is between discipline and abuse. What, at what point do you cross the line and you're abusing your child? So sat down with a couple of judges. Family court judge says to me flat out, corporal punishment is not illegal in Kentucky nor Indiana. You have the right to spank your child. Parents have the right to discipline, but parents don't have the right to injure their children. So at that point where injury becomes prevalent, then you've started to abuse your child. Case in point, she says that uh, any discipline that leaves a mark on your child, say bruising, say a cut, say a welt, or any kind of internal damage, that therefore becomes abuse. I don't disagree. So if you break skin, that's abuse. It's abuse. Bruising is abuse. It's abuse. Did you did you have an opinion on it, or you were just doing the story? You know, that's the hard part of news. You gotta stay real unbiased. But I will say, as someone who grew up in a single parent household, where when I got out of line, I definitely got a spanking or got a little smack to the face. I think it worked in my case. But what I will say is, one thing the experts pointed out to me that I didn't really understand until doing this story is that children don't really have the same mindset as adults. So while we as adults may think if I spank you, you'll understand not to do whatever you've done wrong again, children, on the other hand, don't connect the dots like that. So what they advised instead was that parents go for these natural and logical consequences when their kids aren't acting right. So, for instance, natural consequence, say uh, I'm your mom and I've told you don't go running on that sidewalk in those shoes, but you choose not to listen to me, 
the natural consequence is if you fall down and you scrape your knee, you'll store that as a child as, oh, I shouldn't run on the sidewalk because I might fall down and scrape my knee. Okay. Logical consequence, on the other hand, will be something like if I tell you to pick up your toys and you choose not to pick up your toys, then I'm going to take your toys away from you and you'll no longer get to play with them. So then as a child, I realize, well, if I don't pick up my toys, I don't get to play with my toys. Whereas if in the process mm. I'm spanked instead, I might not connect those dots the same way. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. So when your mama says she's going to knock you the next week, is that abuse? No. <laughs> when she says it or she <laughs> oh, when she does it. Yeah. Is that punch considered abuse? I mean, in theory, as long as there's no, legally speaking at least, yeah, as long okay. as there's no, you know, bruising or no for real injury to you that you don't turn around and get up from and recover relatively immediately from, it's not abuse, it's pretty much discipline. And that's legal. <laughs> that's legal. It's a super punch. I mean, but, you know, here's the deal, all right? You know, and people, I guess uh, Reggie Bush came out and said something about he's got a daughter and he's going to discipline her harshly. Um you know, but, you know, we it's the 2014, right? I grew up 70s, 80s, and it was totally different. You know, it was, I think it got a little, my parents had horror stories, right? I didn't have those same types of uh, extreme stories that they had to tell. And my kids definitely don't have don't those same stories. And I, I would guess the Carlos kids, because I've seen Carlos kids, and they're, you know, they're happy-go-lucky kids. So Yeah, they're well-behaved. Yeah, they're well-behaved, and, you know, I don't think that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's I don't, I just think it's a different time. I couldn't imagine myself telling my kids to go pick a switch, and, you know, and then saying, and they came back, and they said it's not big enough, and I said it's not big enough, and then I'm whooping them. And it's, it hurt, it would hurt me, man. I, you know, that's, that's just my thing. People, I hear people. Well, I got hit with phone with phones and phone books. Well, I mean, look at you, man. Well, I don't, know, I don't know if you know this though, but it goes you. back you to didn't turn uh, out good. it actually goes back to slavery, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the mother would beat their child, so yeah. the the master wouldn't beat the child, so they would show a little bit more mercy, but they would show the master that they did give, indeed give their child a beating. So it kind of carried over from that. So okay. that's where that whole mind frame comes from. You know, you got to beat some sense of your kid <laughs> in the head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't, I, I don't, and, uh, and then you would think, well, and we were talking also, you would think Adrian Peterson, right, lost a child last, just last year to someone who, who was yeah. abusive to that child. And now it's kind of weird. He gets charged with abusing, um, abusing a child. And this, this isn't his first thing. I mean, because I think his other uh, child's mother, one of I don't know how many he's got, but his other child's mother, and that's I think that's that might be an issue too. But that's you know, whatever, that's whatever, man. See, but, the kid um, probably used to seeing him, and he did something. Well, he was, I mean, you know, he didn't mind him. It's and, different, yeah. man. When you when you yeah, when you're not even in his life, you're not in the house all the day. time. Yeah, it is different. And you and you called him, you know, and he's whipping the kid. One of the kids was in the in the car seat. And they hit the head. He took a picture with the kid with a bandage. Looked like he was out of mash or something. And sent it to his mom. It's just weird, man. Uh, it's, it's just weird. I, I'm glad I'm not his kid, man. Well, the you one know. thing he did say, though, was that he never thought his parenting would be on display for, like, the entire world to see. And I know there's got to be plenty of times and plenty of situations the parents have been in where they're glad they weren't under public yeah. scrutiny. Yeah. Because parenting, I don't have kids yet, but I'd imagine parenting is not easy. Things don't always go right along with the rule books. Like, I'm yeah. sure there are times where 
things possibly get out of hand or things just accidentally happen. I'm sure when he, he went and got this switch to, you know, discipline his child, probably didn't think I'm about to leave marks on this boy. His immediate yeah. thought probably was I'm going to teach my child a lesson and we're going to move on from here. But he saw Django, though, <laughs> and he saw 12 years a <laughs> slave. So, you know, I mean, that stuff leaves marks, man. We got, we got, we got, uh, we got the inside man on. What's up, inside? No, actually, Keith lined up first. Oh, Keith. Keith. That's not. Oh, it's not Keith Frazier. No, not Keith Frazier. Just right another Keith. Keith. My bad. I got. I got it wrong. New caller. What's up, Keith? What's happening? That's okay. How you doing? Enjoying the show and and your guests and the young the young gentleman. Uh, he hit it on the head when he talked about the history, um, because that is where it's rooted. It's it's a lot deeper than. A lot of people know, and it does come because when they came over, that wasn't our culture. But when we did get here, the culture was that it was to be uh, beat, whipped, and uh, tortured. And the thing was, the parents did would rather have you scared of them than to have you dead or them begging for your life or, you know, whatever the situation was. And it also carried over to the cities. Because, of course, it was a colored thing, and they didn't want you getting killed by the police. And there was no repercussions if those people did it. So if the parents could make you more fear, if you feared them more, they would keep you alive. And that, that was the mindset. So I, I applaud the young man. He, he pulled it out. And nobody else has, has pulled that out. But, you know, that's, that's, that's the root of the, the whole situation. I majored in sociology. The other thing is I like the young lady's comment. You know, I don't agree with any any punishment to a certain extent. But in the same instance, Ray Rice should be able to play because he did get a punishment, you know, and the league said what it was. It wasn't until after that video came out that they felt it was so detrimental that they needed to pull him off the team. Well, you know, that's, that can carry over, you know, to my job, to your job, and, and that's not fair because if it's something outside of our job, something personal, you know, judge me on the job I, I do. Don't judge me on something that may happen outside of my job, and you just want to cut my pay salary. So, you know, I'm against the things that have happened. We know what's wrong, but I'm also a believer in giving a person a second chance. So I, I enjoy the show. I'm going to sit back and listen and continue to do what you do. And I hope your, I hope your guest takes a picture, you know, so that we can see what it work looks like. What happened? Oh. Yeah, it was a great call. Yeah, it was a good comment, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks Keith. Keith. Thanks yeah. for calling in. If anybody else wants to get in on the conversation, it's 502-384-1450 on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. He made some good points, man. Very he, good he, points. He agreed with you, Carlo. That's just, you know that's, that's a good thing. Hey, it's true, though. You know, hey, you know, true, I, you know I'm minored in African, African studies. Minor, yeah. Just a minor why no, but they, they didn't offer the major in at Western Kentucky, oh. so I had to get oh. it where I can get it. Yeah. Did y'all protest? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Western does have one of the best African American studies programs in the state. So, in the tri state. The best area. you can minor in? The best you can minor in. <laughs> I, I agree with Keith said about what, he, about what somebody does outside of their job not affecting the job. It shouldn't affect their suspension, talking about Ray Rice. But I agree in that to case, a point. It, it, it's, it's true if you work at like McDonald's. But this is Ray Rice in a public eye of a right. That's it's a, a that's different the type difference. of job. Yeah. That's the difference. And, I mean, we see it, too, and locally we see it, you know, with police officers. If a police officer steals something, then you, you got to go, you know. But, I mean, I, I totally agree. Yeah, you got to, you know, this this work thing, this, this, this uh, social media, public life seeping into your professional, affecting your professional. 
But here's the thing, I mean, man. These guys, idiots, they know they're in the public it. eye and we that s- everything they do is going to be under the microscope. Absolutely. I mean, and they're, they're risking millions of dollars in endorsement, but I don't think they I mean, know. It's like, right, right. He's spit, I don't think he's, they know. He's spitting on his girlfriend throughout the, ca- the ca- casino. Man, they I mean, were both on, drunk, man. man. Yeah, yeah. And it, he shouldn't have done it. I don't, th- I, don't, I don't think they know because I don't think they realize the gravity of it because, number one, number one, when you got, um, you, you have, um, you got the owners. If the owners, once you start with the owners, private conversations, emails, and things like that, and that gets them hemmed up, you know the players are going to get the same type of treatment because you got the uh, the endorsements. The endorsements are the things that drive yeah. this thing. If people don't watch, if you can, if it's not a, a family wholesome thing, you can't do it. But check it. We got to get back into it. On the other side of this, out of bounds. We'll be right back. And we're back. Dipset. <laughs> you lost your music privileges, Brandon. Hey, that brings us oh, into the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. Chad, man. You're the one picking them, man. It takes. You, you pick them. No, I'll, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say give Spotify's you the group. to blame because like it doesn't saying, say explicit. But if that's not explicit, hey, I don't know what it is. It's it's like, a, that's a great like, segue into Colin. Like the Colin, man. Me, huh? That's a great segue into Colin. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to but get go to that. Let's let's get to the caller that's been waiting. What's going on, Edward? Nothing much, gentlemen. How y'all doing tonight, man? Doing good, man. Real good. Good, good, man. Enjoying the dialogue again this week. Um, just wanted to call in and just kind of add a little twist to that as far as looking at things. I'm one, my background is working with kids who are abused. And so I've seen all types of different abuse um, with the kids that we have worked with in our facility. One thing I want to point out <clears throat> when we're talking about Adrian Peterson um, what he did, in my opinion, just looking at it, you know, he left marks. So by the North Carolina state um, laws, it is abuse. But as I look at it and everybody's weighing in on it, one of the things i like to just comment on or point out, what, you know, professions do you know when gentlemen like uh, Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson commit those type of uh, acts are suspended and removed from their jobs. Can you think of any professions that those things occur? Now, this is a question that posed to you guys. Why? I mean, I, I don't, you know, as far as, yeah, we, we talked about that. We, we, we talked about that. Um, the professions, the profession, he said the profession, couldn't, everybody couldn't hear, I'll just repeat it. The professions that um, if, when you do something outside of your profession, off the field, outside of your work, um, such as what Adrian Peterson did and um, um, Ray Rice did, you know, that you'd be suspended on your job or disciplined on your job. It's it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's it's. But, I mean, it just goes to show with the – I think with the popularity of the NFL, with everyone that's, that, that's partnered up with these leagues, we saw it with Donald Sterling. 
you know, State Farm pulled out, um, whoever else pulled out. When you when you start digging in people's pockets, then that's when it, I think he's a casualty mm-hmm. of, you know, today's uh, because of the publicity and the sponsorship thing. That's what I think. I think it just goes down to any public eye kind of position. If that were to happen to somebody in news media, you better believe you might not get indefinitely suspended or fired immediately. You may get a slap on the hand in the sense that you could be suspended for a little while and have some time off air and then maybe be allowed to come back after, you know, a public apology and some sort of campaign where you show that you're not going to do whatever you did beforehand. But I think anything in the public eye, anything where your image therefore represents a brand or a bigger corporation, you're definitely going to have to take a step back. And in those situations, you face the chance of being indefinitely suspended. The one person who uh, beat up his girlfriend, supposedly, but he did jail time, but he didn't he didn't get suspended because he doesn't have any endorsements. And he's the highest paid athlete in the world. (laughs) Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. Money May. TBE. TMT. I mean, yeah, man, it's you know, it's 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 a crazy, it's a crazy. So basically, situation. if you if you don't have any endorsements to lose, you won't get suspended or anything. Yeah, no suspensions. Well, I mean, yeah, he's but you know what, and that's a good point because he is a uh, he's a self promoter, right? He yep. he promotes his own stuff. He he's he kind of controls a lot of his of his um. But he still profession. needs endorsements. Brandon, Showtime would have yeah, to say you yeah. can't fight on our network. But Showtime, then somebody overseas will take the fight. Gets endorsement money, so it goes yeah. down to if you got to follow the money a little bit. Like yeah. the young lady said, when it comes like newscasters, you know, I mean, they get endorsements from TV contracts. I mean, the, the, that keeps the TV station alive. I mean, at some point, it always boils down to needing an endorsement. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But I mean, Floyd is different because Floyd is the show. Without him, they're not going to suspend him because without well, even him, if they did, he'll go fight overseas, go fight in China. He could fight anywhere. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, how do you think they pay him thirty million for a fight? They would, yeah, money. they sure would. China would. <laughs> well, people, you know, it's, it's a lot of pay per view. I mean, because it's cable. I mean, c- cable's different from network TV. But even even in pay per view, needs endorsements to. Yeah, you gotta have going. endorsements. Yeah, so. You gotta have endorsements. But you, but I mean, regular TV, you don't have subscribe subscribers. Cable, you have people that per like Carlo that pay eighty dollars. <laughs> And, and and purchase this thing, you know, world, and this is worldwide, you know, and then yeah. plus you got the other element of the other guy from Argentina, so you got a whole another country watching, you know, and it's a little bit different than uh than the NFL because I mean when the NFL is on, you know, they it's all you know, they depend on all, a lot of American dollars, and plus they want a lot of women to watch and hold, get get the husband popcorn at halftime and stuff like that. I just I like my favorite part about the Anheuser Busch comments today was they actually used the word moral code as a beer company. Right. Is using that as their reasoning for maybe pulling out. I just find that kind of comical a little bit. And speaking speaking on this slippery slope, Carlo alluded to it. Um what's up with the the I guess they cost something Colin Colin Kaepernick was supposed to maybe says something didn't they they weren't really clear on what they said, but it was clear that Chris was the Collins N-word, wasn't it? those guys. Well, it was the N word, wasn't it? Well, that's what yeah, Chris Collinsworth said. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't say it on the field. If the official hears you say it on the field, it's an automatic penalty or, and that's or fine. A, that's that's crazy to me, man. Hey, man. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, why is he say it? you shouldn't say it on the field? It was you a white guy. What you feel was crazy? You shouldn't say it. Period. Okay, good. You shouldn't say it. Period. But I mean, no. wait, but you mean okay, but, you know, they, good. If I said, I thought you were I saying it was crazy to get penalized because a black man said. I mean, no, it's crazy to get penalized. Period. I misunderstood. I don't know. He's not. He's not. Kaepernick's not owning that. He's saying he didn't say anything. Yeah, he didn't. You don't know what he said. 
They assumed that's what he said. And I, you know, the referee didn't say what he said. So he might not. He might have just said, you know, cursed him out or something. I mean, but it, I mean, it's just crazy, man. You can't say you can't. You're talking about these guys. are So you say this should have been put in the rule book because it is a rule that you can't say it. It's a new rule. That you can't say that. Right? Can't say no, it. it yeah. Yeah. They, they implemented an offseason. You say the N word. Because you know, man. you know, how a lot of black players are standing on the field. That should you be self police, though. So uh, that should be self police. Yeah, but they made it a rule. If you say it, you get fined, and it's a, yeah. it's actually a like a, what a ten yard, fifteen yard penalty or something. They hear it. So you can say anything. So are there other derogatory terms you can't say, or you'll get fined, or is that the one? That's I would think four you can't other say words red are skin. involved. I'm sure four other words are involved as well that you, you shouldn't be able to say yeah. because there's cameras everywhere, there's mics everywhere, and it leads all you back to uh, oh, money. Okay. <laughs> you get caught on, on camera, ABC gets caught playing your game, and you hear you saying any word that's uh, considered a curse word or a word that you can't hear. That's going to get endorsement backlash, and they don't want that. They do it all the time in NBA. Ah, you can't yeah. say any that's homophobic slurs, I'm sure. Yeah, that's yeah. why there's delay now, oh, yeah. especially yeah. with the uh, with the the court and the on the field with those broadcasts. Well, delay it, delay it. Because you ever seen Kevin Garnett in a game? That dude's like a Andrew Dice Clay set on on stage, <laughs> oh, and he's yeah. every curse word you can think of comes out of that dude's mouth. I mean, you know, it's he's 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 high, he's a high strung guy, you know. But we got we have inside man on. We do, but waiting? we're actually about to hit the top of the hour break, if well, you don't mind. We'll get to him after the break, and we'll probably get to uh, the Ray Rice appeal after the break, too. More out of bounds when we get back. What's Trevor going to play? Out of bounds, y'all. Everybody in here is happy. I would have been happier if um if if CeeLo would have got that, John. If CeeLo would have said, yeah, it was reported that better. he he had it first, and his management team turned it down. I think he was saying it better though. He probably freaked it out a little bit, you know. Yeah, he would freaked it out. Put a little Molly on it, you know how he do. That yeah. would have been explicit if it was CeeLo's job, and we wouldn't have been able to play it. CeeLo's cold. Yeah, man, man. I don't know about CeeLo, man. He, he doesn't have any ethics, man. You know ethics? Yeah, he's, he's drugging women. He 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 played gl- he played guilty. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he played guilty. Yeah, he's bad. CeeLo's bad, man. Well, he's good on music, though. But, I mean, look. Well, as I said before, it's no worse than what the great Jim Brown did back in the day, man. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I know a guy. I went to school with a guy who said his uncle was there that night when Jim Brown threw that lady. Oh, when he threw her off the balcony? When he threw that she was cold, too. Off the, off yeah. The balcony. And she landed on the top of his cab. Wow. On my friend's he- uncle's cab. 
Yeah. Yeah, for those you don't know, Jim Brown, one of the greatest yeah. running backs of all time, had a history of uh, domestic violence. Yeah. He, he, but I don't well, think he, he was ever suspended. You didn't know that? No, I yeah. didn't. Jim Brown was whooping women nah, until man, he was well into his 60s. Yeah. The NFL let you gamble back then. I don't know about play, in the 60s. So but, uh, I, I think yeah. his, his, his latest wife. The one, well, he I had the pleasure him. of meeting him a couple years ago, and he his wife was like 34. And he's yeah, that's like, that's the one? Yeah. But I bet you his every move wasn't recorded like it is nowadays, too. Probably they now that part, that story part, that, <laughs> that story you. probably got out like two weeks after that ha- after it happened or something. Yeah, but he yeah. Yeah, threw it off the balcony. Yeah, that was stuff of legends, man. Legendary stuff. The legendary, legendary Jim Brown. But what, what, what's the? Um, we were talking over the break. Ooh, I forgot. Um, we went over the Kaepernick thing. Had they completely choked against uh, the Chicago really? Bears? Yeah, the I turned Chicago the game Bears? off. Yeah. Well, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, it, yeah. It, I, yeah, you don't choke games like that off. I mean, the Bears are like that, though. The Bears, I mean, because basically if you throw it anywhere within a mile radius of Alshon Jeffrey and, Mar- and Brandon Marshall, which they showed that night, Alshon Jeffrey was playing like with a bad hammy, and he still got, and he still went off. Brandon Marshall went off. I mean, you know, it's in, in, in San Francisco didn't score. They didn't score enough anyway. But I, th- I don't think it was a bad performance. It was a great performance by the defense. When uh, what's his name? It's a sad situation that uh, I think it was it McMillan, not that, McMillan. Uh, Peanut uh, went out. Yeah, yeah. Peanut he hurt his uh, shoulder again, right? Was he tore his bicep? Yeah, he's done. It was already hurt before, I think. Was it last he year? Hurt last year yeah. in seven games in the season, or he missed seven games, one or the other. But I mean, he's a twelve-year vet, man. He should have enough money to chill and ice that by ice up, son. Like Steve Smith said, ice up, you know, for next year. But but um. But yeah, man, we'll talk. Let's talk about this Ray Rice appeal, right? Um, obviously, he's got a, he, you know, he's he's got an option to to appeal through uh, the NFLPA, which they pretty much have to, because this is like a precedent-setting thing that I've, as far as what Goodell did, mm-hmm. issue a punishment, and then issue a sterner punishment. You've heard of issuing a punishment. And then, like, it looks like, you know, under the new drug thing, Josh Gordon's going to get his cut. Welker's not going to be suspending a couple other people, too. But um, to go back, to issue a punishment and then go back and issue a sterner one, has, has anybody, ever, have you guys ever seen that? Or? Yeah, my parents used to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I said from the get-go he should have been suspended for the season, even before seeing the video. Well, <laughs> that's you? the point, though. It's all about due process. <laughs> If that's what that, if that's the step they would have taken from the start, then cool. But since it's not, the due right. process element is what comes into play here. Due process, like I said, you said it earlier. When it comes to sponsorships, you can't let them play. I mean, you just can't do it. But after you see that video, image is everything. Perception is reality. No audio on the on the video. You just see it, man. They had to do that, man. Well, it's, the thing, it's bad publicity. I, and I get I get the thing. You know, maybe with um, the Ravens cutting him. Okay, but I don't think they should have cut him. But like Cedric said, with the punishment, because it's already set, and then plus, plus there it, there wasn't a change in circumstances. The same circumstances existed when he was punished for two games as when you know it's nothing new. They saw we 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 know they saw the tape, and he told him what happened. Ozzy Newsom said he told him what happened. So and she got she saw dragging her out of the elevator. So it's nothing changed. You know, it's not like you know she didn't die or nothing else happened to change. The punishment, man. It's it's like I said. They had to do it for the women's groups. 
The yeah. women's group. If they didn't, man, it would have been, Obviously. like I said, they lost a lot of money. And that's what it comes down to. That's why he's turned the Goodell's turned the league into a one point something billion dollar business. But yeah. there's always a PR campaign that the NFL can always take with this. Yeah, he the did. Way, they hired the black woman to, <laughs> to handle way, their affairs. Same way Michael Vick did dog campaigns, the same way Ray <laughs> Rice could I'm just being honest. Yeah, it's the same true. way Ray yeah, Rice could true. hop on board with, you know, domestic violence's wrong campaign. But it takes time. But they can't, yeah, he, they, can't do that. That's why I said I was cool with him being suspended for the season. I don't think they should have cut him. They should have gave him some type of, you know, you know, yeah. you know, counseling and you know, all that all that crap. Yeah, because he but, uh, <laughs> he's not they're not gonna let him like doing beating yeah, up dogs is different from beating up. He women has to disappear for a year yeah, or so and then come back. Once this the story's died down. I went over to volunteer at the House of Ruth one time, right? And then uh, they let me cut the grass. And then I was like, Hey man, I need a drink of water. I want can I go inside? It's no, 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 no. Don't you know, I guess like because it was bad at women or something like that. They were like, you, they'll get nervous around men. I was like, what? Man, I don't know, but whatever. That's Yeah, so they won't let them around women. Well, let you me, can go around dogs right away. Let me be clear. I'm not saying <laughs> the not abuse women. of dogs is on the same wavelength as the abuse of women. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all, so let me clarify that. I'm just saying in the standpoint of how you choose to rectify a situation or make things better, when you decided that that two-game suspension was enough, you decided then and there that there was some sort of way to make this better. The fact that it wasn't necessary to get rid of him off-rip clearly wasn't the mindset in that moment. So now to get rid of him completely doesn't add up. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems Image false. is everything. Yeah, but it seems phony, though. It's just phony. It's obviously phony. And so should Goodell like lose three his job? women in the NFL. Huh? Yeah, y'all, yeah, go ahead. Touch on the black woman they hired. The black woman they well, hired. The, the uh, woman yeah. that... The woman basically, she was already there. It was a lady that was uh, in charge of community affairs. That's like the that's the only. I'm not gonna get into that, but community affairs. Um, she was that was her job. Now she's over overseeing the domestic violence policy. So I mean, but here here's the thing: the way that when I hear that, I'm like, okay, so women dictate a domestic violence policy when it backfires. You know, then you have somebody to blame. You know, that's I don't. Maybe that's weird to think. Weird to think yeah, of it like that. Yeah, I mean, they I still don't, don't a, have a clear cut policy. It's like they, they suspend you, but, they re- reactivate you, they deactivate. But does anybody you? have a, a a strong policy against it, man? I, I got some stories just for relatives. One being a woman, she uh, was locked up, but she and her job found out about it. But they she kept her job by Cincinnati Bengal. <laughs> nah, you said about what? A Cincinnati Bengal? Nah, man, oh. this is this is local, but she but this person's on the corporate level. Oh, okay. But uh, this is female abuse. My son, oh, a woman, yeah, locks, beat up her husband. Oh, okay. and got locked up for it. Well, you can do that. You but can beat your husband. Up. Yeah, she kept her job, and it was on the corporate level. You can beat your husband up. Nah, okay. All right. But yeah. was it in the public eye? No, that's a good point. Was it in the public eye? I'm sure there are plenty of corporate men around this way that beat their women. Beat their wives, yeah. and it's not in the public eye. Therefore, they're not persecuted like this. It's true. Yeah. So, so stop, if you do it, don't be around no cameras. Man. Don't beat your women. Man. Don't do it. Don't beat anybody. Beat. Uh, beat. What can you beat? I don't know. Seek, seek beat counseling, your, Beat man. your old score. Beat the Cowboys, everybody beat you, else Beat does. your high score. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a touchy subject. I mean, around the world, I mean, locally and on the national level, I mean, it's uh, especially here in our own city. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, in our own city. I mean, 
But that's the thing about it, man. This stuff goes on every single day. And 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 honestly, how you know, people say and and then to me, when you look at especially just say we're talking about the NFL, when you look at the NFL, when you see the sidelines, right? You see Susie Culver, um, Lisa Salter, she wasn't looking that good. Monday night. Man, I'm glad. Get but, them um, off the sideline. Yeah. I'm glad Pam, Alv- <laughs> Pam Oliver's gone. But here's the thing. She was 65. Well, she you have looks, no business looks, being on the sideline over looks, 60. She still looks good. Though. She's all right, but nobody wants she's, to see her on the sideline no more. She's fine. I mean, but, she's fine for her age. But, no, she's fine, period. She, but, but uh, what's her name? Joe Namath sexually assaulted Susie Culver yeah. on the sideline. Nothing was done. They make all Brent these women wear tight stuff. Yeah, yeah, if you forget about Send it. Send pictures of his meat. Sends his meat. Um, you you got these women dressed up scantily clad because that's what men like to look at on Monday night and on Sunday. I don't know why, but you know, watching a football game and I don't know, whatever. But um, did Joe Namath drunkenly say he wanted to kiss? Is that really sexual harassment? He was like, I want to kiss you. No, 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 no. Sexual harassment depends on. It doesn't depend on what we say. It depends on the person that's being talked to. You know. That's 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 mm-hmm. the definition. Okay, if I, you feel uncomfortable, that's sexual harassment. I, mean, I found man. it embarrassing for Joe Namath, but I didn't really consider it sexual harassment. Did Big Ben get suspended? Man. Did Big Ben get suspended? Yeah, he, well, he was given a six game, but yeah, it was brought was. back to a four. Six day. games total for both of his. Uh, but he only did four. Of his rapes, oh, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Oh yeah. Right. Only the people, the little Elvis, know if it was happened to happen. Yeah, but you know, it's. I mean, how uh, how and how high of esteem do we hold? Women, besides, I mean, really, man, I'm talking about men. To it's besides, like, and especially NFL looking at them. I mean, you got the cheerleaders; they don't pay them anything, man. They don't have any clothes on. They don't have any money. You saying they're working like in a sweatshop type of conditions? Is that what you're saying? Somebody, somebody's got an opinion on it. Well, no, I was. We gonna just, go to the phone line. Yeah, well, we've got. Let's not forget our man from uh, North Carolina. Still Is he still home. there? I would think so. Hope so. I thought he. Te- well, let's see. I don't know. Ask him if he's there. Inside man, you there? He's gone, man. Yeah, I'm here, buddy. Yeah, I told you. Oh, what happened? I would have brought. Inside man, what's up, man? Told you put, before put the some, break. Give us, give us some insight to this stuff. We, I mean, you've been listening to us talk. Yo, what up, Keith? Should I turn it up? Yeah, no. you, know, I, you know, I heard y'all. Um, first of all, hello to everyone. Um, I just, you know, I heard y'all talking about the Ray Rice incident, and I, I have mixed views on that. You know, we, we, we've talked about this before. Um, the NFL is a business, you know, and of course, Ray Rice is going to try to protect his his job, his family, you know, and it, it plainly states in the um, agreement that, you know, you can't use double jeopardy. And it's like it's double jeopardy. The NFL, I said from day one, dropped the ball on this. You know, they dropped the ball. And they suspended him two games, and then all of a sudden this video comes out and they go in and try to suspend him indefinitely. Now, indefinitely says that, that can be for how long? It, no, it can be three games, four games. They can reinstate him whenever they want to. But my thing is, Ray Rice is going to appeal it through the um, NFLPA, like you stated earlier, Brandon. I think they have to um, 11.59 tonight um, to submit that in. Um, and what's probably going to happen is Ray Rice is going to hire a, a private attorney uh, for what I've read up on, he's going to hire a private attorney, and he's also going to hire um, someone that can be neutral at the neutral at the um, hearing because you know Ray, 
Roger Goodell, a lot of times, is the judge and the jury in these situations. So if they if they hire somebody that can be a mediator and, you know, hear both sides of it, it kind of makes it makes it a little better for Ray Rice on his case. And like I say, don't nobody win in this situation. And I'll say it from day one. I don't condone domestic violence. But it comes a point in time where I'm so tired of hearing all about all the negative stuff that's dealing with the NFL. Everything from Adrian Peterson to Ray Rice to Hardy to everyone. You know, my, my thing is, I look at it like this here. I, I was looking at it, and I, when, I, when I thought about the Out of Bounds show today, I said, what, what kind of positive spin can we bring in, in light of all this negative energy that's going on in the NFL? How many of y'all had a chance to see the um, Devin Steele story for Cincinnati? Any of y'all see that? Which video? The Devin, the Devin Steele story for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The, the kid with the guy with the can. Uh, with the, oh the yeah, when uh, uh, they let him, in the, and that's the one that uh, they let him on the practice team because um, his kid had cancer, yeah. and then uh, what's his name? The Sean Payton bought a bunch of jerseys. Yeah, he bought a hundred jerseys for him. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, and you know, that's my a thing positive is story. that's a positive story. And to me, you know, and what I've challenged, what what I've done, and challenged myself to do, you know. Because it's, it's people don't realize that with all this nigger energy going on, it's, it's stuff that's bigger than bigger than this. You know, you got you got this man, his daughter with cancer, and it's his great deeds that's being done. I, I thought it was a class act by the Cincinnati Bengals to put this kid on the practice squad just so he can have health insurance to cover his daughter. You know, and you get in all, and then they decided to they let all the proceeds from the jerseys go toward research for pediatric cancer. You know, what I've done, and you know, and you know Cincinnati and the Steelers are a big rivalry. I've challenged some of my Steelers fans, hey, let's let's try to show some kind of support. You know, we we went online today and ordered steel jerseys, you know, just to show that it's not, and I, and I did it specifically for my son to let him know that, hey, it's, it's bigger than this. You know, we see what we see on TV and all the stuff with the NFL, but it's more stuff that you have to look at. You have to care about people, you know. So my thing is what we plan on doing is ordering steel jerseys, and we're going to go to the Bengals and Steelers game this year, you know, and we're going to wear a steel jersey with our Steelers hat on. We don't know what kind of reaction we'll get, but we want to <laughs> let them know that, you know, we may not, and, and, you know, we may not we may not like them because they're not big, but at the end of the day, it's bigger than that. But, um, you know, I just think it was a class act by the NFL. I think... The NFL needed something like this right now to show the show on television stations. Don't be surprised if you see Aaron on here tomorrow in light of all this negative energy and negative attention that the NFL is getting. You understand? Yeah, man, I mean, I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. So, I mean, you, you got to have, you know, the sports is supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be a, a, a break away from the everyday and, you know, yeah, with these, yeah, these past couple of weeks, it just seems like you just—it's like you're watching the news, man. But, but don't we live in a Jerry Springer society where the negative is what sells the, the media? I mean, that's what pushes media is, is the negative. That's what people they want. They want to watch things on TV that make them feel better about themselves, and that's a negative thing. And again, it's like a Jerry Springer world we live in. That's why you see more about negative stories on the headlines than you do see great stories like the single system say Bengals. Yeah, I mean, but, you know. And, and you know, every, no, go ahead. You know every week I have somebody that's out of bounds. You know that, right? Who's out Guys, of bounds? You know that, right? Week? I'm going to tell you something. Man, 
He was out of bounds last week, and he's definitely out of bounds. Roger Goodell, I've lost all yeah. respect for Roger Goodell. I'm going to be honest with you because he seems like, you know, for him to make $44 million a year, he it's, it's almost like he don't he don't really have no leadership qualities. Yeah. You can't. You can't backtrack on statements and then do things. Now he went out and hired four women to um, be on some kind of board. What he's doing now is trying to save face and save his job. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to save his job because he know that, hey, I dropped the ball on this. I didn't fully look into everything. And the thing is, if if Ray Rice goes to his hearing, he have Ozzie Newsom already saying on tape that, Ray Rice told him exactly what happened in the elevator. You understand? If he told him what happened, Ray Rice stated that he told Roger Goodell what happened. What Roger Goodell failed to realize, he thought didn't know, wasn't nobody going to get the tape. You understand? Yeah. So now they got it. He's doing everything he can by hiring a federal investigator to cover himself. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Trying to cover it. And to me, that makes the case even worse by him doing that instead of manning up and saying, hey, you know what he did say he got it wrong? But instead of continuing to stick behind us, then say, hey, I got it wrong. You know, and, you know, he, he's not perfect. He's entitled to mistakes. But my, my thing is don't try to cover up the mistake by doing this and, and hiring certain people to, to cover yourself. Just, just admit, say, hey, I dropped the ball. I gave the guy two games, and now if they hit the media, it's going to make me look like, a, like I, don't, I don't have control of my league. You know, and what people said, a lot of people – need to start talking about what he did with the Jim Irsay thing. I hate to bring that back up. That's another thing I'm here with him about. You know, for him to suspend Josh Gordon for a whole year because he failed the marijuana test, but you take Jim Irsay Irsay because he's a billionaire, the DUI, um, all kind of prescription pills, and he gets six games, a six-game suspension and $500,000 fine to most people. That's what, like a dollar, a five dollars compared to him, you know. But I, I heard there was a maximum that they could find him. But my thing is, Roger Goodell just leave a sore taste in my mouth right now. And you know, the NFL in the United States is a big sport. People live for the NFL. People want to see the NFL, and right now, it's not good. You know, I, you think about the youth out here, and they see these things. This is what they have to realize that you, you have you have kids out here watching every game. You see their heroes. Some of these players are heroes. You ask seven or eight kids they want to do when they grow up in life. First thing they want to say is, I want to be a pro football player or something like that. You know, and they, 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 you, have to set, you have to set prime examples, you know. I just, the NFL right now, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, it's just, it's just leaving a bad taste in my mouth right now. Well, inside, man, look, we don't want you to, we, don't want, we, we want you to be happy, man. We got five, we've got five oh. minutes left. We want you to be happy, man. But no, nah, we do agree with you that uh, what's his name, Roger Goodell, is uh, is, is he's out of bounds. He's 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 out of bounds. He was out of bounds this week. He's out of bounds last week. Um, but look, man, go get some. Eat something good tonight, man. Cause we don't want you to go to bed with a bad taste in your mouth. Eat something. Sweet. Uh, nah, man. I'm just giving. You know, I'm just. Hey, look, I don't. You know, I don't feel. I, I don't like. Ne- I don't like negative energy. Yeah. I don't like negative right. energy. But I just. You know. I just think. I just think that Roger Goodell dropped the ball on here, on this on this case, and and a lot of other things in the NFL here lately. But guys, I appreciate y'all having me on again. Y'all have a good night. All right. Hey, all thanks, right, Keith, man. man. Appreciate it, bro. Inside man, he always brings insight to the to you know, and he brings passion, man. That's what we, that's what this world needs, passion, and he's got it. <laughs> he's got it, man.
We got a couple minutes left. You know, well, well, I mean, what are the takeaways? What are the takeaways from this week, Carlo? These last couple of weeks, man. What, I mean, it's, it's been a lot. Love your women. Don't beat them. <laughs> Don't ike her. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. I mean, in, in Cedric, you know, you came. We we appreciate you coming. You know, being on loan from uh, Wave Three. We appreciate them letting you do it. Dropping um, the the insight on uh, child abuse. Yeah. And yeah, I guess my takeaway would be that there's really no such thing as privacy nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's in the cloud. Amen. That's, I, I mean, agree that's, with that 100%. That's it, man. I mean, you know, people were mad at George Bush and and whoever, well, NSA and Obama, all that stuff. But yeah, it's no such thing. But that's but that's the thing, right? We want we want the information, but the byproduct of that is that you might be some of the information and you yeah. don't have any control over. I want to enjoy my burger. I don't want to see how it's made. Well, <laughs> hey man. He said I want to enjoy my burger. I don't want to see it. We're seeing we're seeing everything. That was a good one, Trevor. We're seeing everything now. But uh we got a couple minutes. Any last any last any words? parting work? Yeah, do like the last thoughts like that one guy does on uh channel nine. WDR, uh, WDRB. I don't know anything about that station. Uh, what, what's it called? Final thoughts? Uh, what, what's the name of the segment? I don't know anything oh, about no. that I'm segment. not gonna entice any uh, Yeah, drop us a, a final yeah. thought for the last minute. Something deep. I don't know if that's a good idea since he gets in trouble for those. I, so I don't, say, know, I don't that know, know that I have anything deep for you other other than think before you act, as cliche as that is. Make sure there's not a camera it's around. It never changes, yeah, though. That's yeah. still the test of time. What about you, Carlo? I don't have anything, man. Those who tell don't know. Those that know don't tell. Hey, That's, that's the mayor. I'll do the right thing. Yeah, that's another, one of Spike <laughs> Lee's greatest hits. Yeah. But, hey, man, you know, it's been a pleasure uh, the, out of, the going deep guys are coming up next. All this college football news and everything. Um, but look, every Tuesday, seven to nine is where you can find us. You can find us right here on fourteen fifty. Um, until next time, for Carlo Kellum and the inside man Keith Frazier, it's me, Brandon Lawrence. Next week, out of bounds, baby. Peace. talk about football but if you want to read about football make sure to check out our facebook page at facebook.com going deep louisville college football discourse and follow us on twitter at going deep blue that's going deep lou uh each week we start out with uh question of the week i'm justin fowles and we have uh chad graham and cj mance here this week's question 
Is there such a is there such a thing as a good loss in UK's case? And I must let uh, Chad start this one out. Chad, uh, what happened this week uh, with Florida and UK? And then kind of tell us if that was a good thing. What's up, everybody? Yeah, it was it was a good loss for for UK. You know, all three of our local teams, you know, our regional teams here, went down last week in different fashions. Uh, UK was definitely the best loss of the three, being Louisville and Indiana, but. You know, they held with a far superior team where they have, like, Florida has, like, 15 five-star recruits. Kentucky's, what, playing zero? It, it, so there's there's a talent mismatch there uh, that I thought was going to shake out a little differently in the fourth quarter. I, I expected UK to be worn down by the fourth quarter with DeMar- trying to cover DeMarcus Robinson, uh, getting pounded constantly by Vernon Hargreaves. I thought that's the way the game would play out, That that over time – Kentucky would simply break, and they didn't. They really hung. I mean, obviously three overtimes. They hung in there. I mean, I, I think it was a good loss. That that was like was this if, a mul- if, if if there is a marquee moment for the Stoops era, this is probably it. Wouldn't you say? Is this a moral victory, CJ, for for UK? I think it's. I mean, in the world of losses, they had the least bad loss out of the teams last week. Like Chad said, I'm not certain it's necessarily a good loss. I hope they should be proud of what they did. They did hang with the team. They showed some areas in which they still have to improve if they're going to play with a team like Florida. They got dominated in the trenches. Florida ran when they wanted to. Um, basically, UK's entire offense was throw the ball deep against Florida's number two corner. Um, if they threw it Hargraves, Florida's all-world corner, he almost picked the ball off. But they threw it deep um, to against the other one, and they did show a lot more talent on the outside. Um, the way that they were able to uh, take advantage of that matchup is something that UK could not have done the last few years. So it shows something for them to build towards for the future. But I'm never a person that really believes in things such as a good loss. Well, well, I tell you, one of the ugliest things you can see in college football is Will Muschamp on the sidelines sweating. And uh, you know, I, do you think Faust that uh, that this game you know may lead to to more interest in some of those Florida boys playing it for UK, increasing no. Stoops re- recruiting? No, not at all. But I do think, uh, and after 27 years of straight losses, all there are are moral victories. You know, that's, <laughs> that's all you can have. You know, you you go into to to Florida, you lose every year. Uh, people have gone through UK and graduated, have been born, have gone through elementary school, high school, graduated, now graduating from medical school, now graduating with their PhDs, now graduating. They've been going to UK forever, and UK's never beaten. Florida, and that's like and it's seen really, the fall of the Soviet Union, and it's really <laughs> loser talk. I mean, it's really just loser talk talking about how close the victories are. As a Bengals fan, I know that talk. When you're, like four when you're presidents. Talk, how, when you're talking, when you're talking about how close the losses are and how great that is, it's really loser talk. But yeah. you know, UK will have a chance in about uh, a couple more years, not not next year. Do, do you believe in Will Muschamp any further, CJ? I really, I'm sorry. It, it's it's ugly to watch, though. I gotta say the offense looked better this this year. Um, they're start, finally starting to get some playmakers on the outside. Um, they were able to run the ball a little bit better, but there's just something about it. They just don't seem to play up to their maximum ability. Though I will, two years ago they built a team just around his personality, physical, scored just enough, and amazing on defense. And they almost and they really were um, uh, less fumbles away against the University of Georgia from going on to playing uh, in the uh, SEC championship game being 2-1 lost teams from the SEC and the SEC right. championship game. Um, but anyway, it was a, it was an excellent uh, – It was unexpected. I, I, it was, it was, it an, was excellent, unexpected, it was right. an excellent game. It was an excellent game, but Florida 
Um, I can't say I believe in Muschamp that much. He, had, he, I think Florida's fan base is, is right to have a little bit of question. Faust, do you remember what the spread on that game was last week? Uh, I think we called it on the air, uh, but but Kentucky definitely called, uh, definitely covered. Yeah. Uh, it was it wasn't anything like three, but we did say that was a trap game. I think I was pretty clear on that. That you know all the things going forward, other than Florida being at home, it was a trap game. Florida won a big matchup against Eastern Michigan. Florida thinks they're very good and they're not very good. UK is on the rise, so that was a big trap game. And they got Alabama this week. And they got Alabama <laughs> this week. That's what Trevor pointed out last week. But as you as Chad mentioned, we do pick pick the lines. That's kind of what we do here on Going Deep. And what that is is we pick uh, we we guess what Vegas thinks the lines are on these games. We don't guess what we think the line should be. We guess what Vegas thinks the lines should be. And then you guys can play along at home. Uh, for example, if you think uh, Louisville will beat FIU by 100, then that's Louisville minus 100. So, and actually, that's our first game. CJ, you want to talk about that one? What do you, what do you see coming down this game? Guys, before you get in, I want to say something. Kentucky, uh, betting Kentucky plus 18 last week, by the way, and still watching them lose as a Louisville fan was like I won twice. <laughs> it, was really, it, was, it was a nice thing. It was a good way to win. Doubling down with hey, that. That's a good way to down. think about it. Yeah. I hey. thought you were neutral, Trevor. You're a, a, journal, a, a journalist. Only from 4 to 5.30 am I neutral. <laughs> After that, it's back to Louisville Shades. I gotta, you have I gotta strong tell opinions you, on your show, Trevor. I got to tell you, it did make me smile. After a, rough, after a rough Saturday, it made me smile. Talk about that rough Saturday, CJ. What did you see at, uh, at what's going on with Louisville? And then talk about this FIU game. We'll guess the lines after. L- L- Louisville showed basically what I've always said. Um, pretty boys get the credit. If you kick someone's tail in the trenches, you can't you can't execute. Virginia's defensive line dominated our offensive line for the majority of the game. They just dominated us until the fourth quarter. We started making we started making waves, and then we messed up in the other key area, which is special teams, twice on back to back plays. We we fumbled the uh, punt return, then we called a fair catch on the kickoff return after our defense bailed us out and held them to a field goal when they got no yardage on that on that drive. It was rough to watch. Um, I really think Petrino made a mistake. I think he panicked. He should not have taken Gardner out. Right. Gardner only terrible. made terrible. Gardner made a physical mistake, not a mental mistake. The last play he made when he overthrew a guy, that mm-hmm. was that's a physical mistake. He was still seeing the field fairly well. The problem was we were getting our butts kicked in the trenches. Maybe thought Reggie's mobility would help him against the pass rush, but – Reggie didn't see the field. He's a true freshman. He wasn't seeing the field in the third quarter, wasting an entire third quarter. Well, and the thing what is, you you're, game? you're rarely yeah. going to win a game when you rush for a mere 79 yards. That's the thing that I wish they would have stuck with more. I, f- I felt like we could have shredded that defensive line a little bit more if we'd have just gone to the run more. You had a you had a, a quarterback switch that didn't make a heck of a lot of sense. And then you had somebody who didn't really look that poised. You had Will Gardner... You know, not making, as you said, he made physical mistakes, but he definitely didn't look like he had command of the offense the way he had in the previous uh, couple couple matchups. They were definitely getting ra- he was definitely getting rattled in that environment. I think this this week at FIU, where they have like ten fans in the stands, and uh, you know, it's supposed to be a totally different environment than we were in last week. I, I see the lines being um, a lot closer to what I expected Florida to do UK last week and put up about twenty. I would go with. I would go with UofL minus 20. What, what do you think about this FIU game, CJ? I, I got UofL minus 28. Why is that? I, I just think FIU is not good enough to do what you have to do against UofL. You have to pressure Will Gardner. If you can pressure Will Gardner, then you can cause our 
um, offense problems. FIU's not good enough up front to do that, so Louisville's going to score a lot of points. Well, I, w- I went out to, uh, going deep. If you follow us on the Facebook page, we all went out to the, Char- the Charlottesville this weekend and, and, and were there. Beautiful uh, out there. Be- live in the Shenandoah Valley. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not a uh, – talking about FIU with 10 fans, UVA didn't have much more than 10 fans there. It wasn't an imposing, an imposing environment. Uh, so it wasn't that, and you just—it was just pass rush. And I, it was pass rush, but it's also Will Gardner's getting his passes knocked down, and right. a lot of that is he's throwing it with a lot of touch. And I'm not sure what the deal with that is. There's a lot of touch on those passes. There, he's not putting any zip in those passes. You can watch him; he's he's kind of short arming everything, uh, little dump offs, and you can't really get a rushing game going when you're down two touchdowns heading into the fourth quarter. I agree with CJ. Petrino panicked, and I think he was listening a little bit to too much of those uh, other radio shows I mentioned last week where that were talking about Bonifan being better than Alex Smith. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, oh, just, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just not happening. That's good but for a but while. FIU, you know, they got one good player, Alex Gardner. He's their running back. Uh, FIU this year is not any good. They fired their only, or they banned their only beat writer uh, just because that's what FIU does. They fired their only coach that ever won them, uh, ever had a winning record, Marco uh, Cristobal. Uh, and they lost to Bethune Cookman earlier this year, and that's not that's not very good either. Oh, so I, I had this line at, at U of L minus thirty. I thought it was a bounce back game. I'm sure Petrino is right now screaming at players somewhere. <laughs> uh, Vegas had it at minus twenty eight, and it's now at minus twenty seven. So uh, what'd you say, CJ? This one minus twenty eight for me. Uh, CJ's correct. CJ's always correct. Twenty eight. You got a dollar for hey, does that? Does that mystify you, Trevor? Hey, he didn't get the song right, but he did get the line right. I, I looked <laughs> that up earlier. That's still a lot of points for me to give, though, even though the resume you mentioned. And you don't the like fact that, you does like to fall over their own feet. They do right. still have uh, – they don't have T.Y. Hilton on the roster this year, but they did hang in Pittsburgh as long as they wanted to and would have covered That's against true. Pittsburgh at the spread. They, they, were be- they were beating Pittsburgh 16-0 starting out the game. But uh, another team that didn't fare very well uh, this week and we kind of talked about – was I learned last week not to bet on Louisville. Upset, yeah. <laughs> L- upset special was Indiana, Indiana, another local team. They had a trouble with Bowling Green. What do you think about that, uh, Chad? You watched that Big Ten yeah, Bowling you know, Green I, matchup? I did, I did. And, you know, it's, it's Bowling Green's first win over a Big Ten team in a long time. And uh, I, 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 like, I like the Indiana offense. The problem in this game was 11 penalties, 142 total yards lost on penalties. They look disorganized, and I think that's a preparation thing, and that's a coaching thing. You have to get you have to get everybody ready to play the game, and then let the hopefully the talent will come through. And it should have come through against the Bowling Green <laughs> BGSU squad. It should have, and and it didn't. And, and it was just, I think that's where the root of it. It was, certainly isn't with Nate Sudfeld. That guy that guy looked good, and they're they've go, they're the going into it. yeah yeah he looked fantastic. And you're they're going into a matchup against Missouri, who has another good quarterback in Matty Mock. I think I think Missouri's going to get the better of them, but it can be a shootout. One thing definitely BGSU did against against Indiana last week was they went with like the Vanderbilt versus UK style of offense, and they just threw it up. I, they they threw for seventy three different times. They were clearly going That's for the home Vanderbilt runs. Style? Well, you know, throw up the three pointers no matter where you're at. Yeah. But I, I see this. <laughs> I see this. I see this being close, relatively speaking, for an SEC Big Ten matchup. Um, I, I'm going to go uh, Missouri by 12. All right, CJ, what do you think about Matty Mock and, and Indiana traveling to Missouri? Missouri's a good football team, and Matty Mock is a talented quarterback. He was the better quarterback of the guys last year. He just didn't have the experience to really um, show everything he has now. Um, he's an athletic guy, 
They can take advantage of a lot of the matchups. They're going to be the score points in Indiana, and they're much better defensively than Indiana. I got Missouri minus 17. Well, it's the same story every year for Indiana, uh, at least under under Kevin Smith. They have a an offense that can score points and a defense that can't stop anybody. Uh, they brought in Kevin Knorr this year from Wake Forest, uh, and I don't know why you hire a coach from Wake Forest because Wake Forest hasn't proven anything. It's just I guess that's just a cheap move. I don't know. I mean, maybe someone will call in <laughs> to the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at, at 384-1450 and explain Tre- that. Trevor, but, you got an opinion on that? What do you think about Brian Knorr? Why would you hire Wake Forest's defensive coordinator? Well, I mean, just you can't judge a book by its cover, so to speak, because of where he came from. I mean, Wake Forest had had one winning year when Louisville met him in the Orange Bowl, and I don't think he was even there then. If you go, he probably wasn't. But (laughs) and if you go by that, I mean, hey, Texas A&M took a chance on on head coach from Kentucky at one time, and his name was Paul Bear Bryant. Kentucky's <laughs> never known for football. That's before that's they true. had television. They I mean, that's true. Seen, I think that's seen. a fair point. So if he's a coordinator, you can't blame him. Maybe the defense played well that, that I didn't realize, and and, and they thought he was going to – it didn't help because in Indiana, I mean, all four of us could have scored Trevor's a Trevor's a company man. He, that, he, he has Indiana Indiana coaches on after after us on Thursday. Actually, it's on tomorrow here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. You're home for the Indiana Hoosiers in Southern Indiana. Here. We love amen, Indiana. Amen to that, Trevor. Brian Norm, number we one. The, we will have the turnaround of that defense live here on Saturday starting Coach at, believe, and waiting. 2.30 with the pregame. And it's going to be a hell of a game. Hell of a game. I got this one. Though. Although it'll be a hell of a game. I think that somehow Missouri will pull it off. I had him Missouri minus 14 thanks to a guy named Matty. How can how can you bet against a guy named Matty? And Vegas has that one at minus 13 and a half. There we go. So I think uh, I think that. I get that one. I'm taking that one. 12, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You got 14. You. Right. One is You're less right. than one and a half. It's true. <laughs> Next up, big matchup. Finally, some, some, teams, some teams are playing each other that are ranked. Uh, this is like the Third, fourth game all year that's happened. Auburn going traveling to Manhattan, Kansas. Kansas, Kansas Auburn versus Man- Kansas State. What do you think about this game, uh, Chad? Well, you know, I think CJ, now he's going to explain what this means in more detail, but he's going to say old school option versus up tempo read option spread. And CJ's going to, she's going to explain that, but all I care about really is, is the phenomenal abilities of Auburn to run the football. You got a Cameron. Artist Payne, if I'm saying his name correctly, who racked up to, has already racked up 293 yards, and then Nick Marshall's looking fantastic. Who I'm not, I'm surprised he's not being touted out in the top, you know, Heisman potential candidates. I I think Auburn's going to going to defeat Kansas State. I think it'll be a lot more lopsided than people are expecting right now. I think I'm I'm going Auburn by by 15. What do you think, CJ? This is old school option versus up temp read up tempo option. A little preview from Chad. (laughs) Here's what I'm talking about here. Kansas State is traditional triple option, much more slow, pound you out, run you over style. Nebraska used to run. Auburn is spread you out, run the run the read option, misdirection, and they they factor in the passing game as well. Um, Auburn's a lot more dynamic offensively, but I think Kansas State's ability to run the option at full speed in practice will allow them to prepare. Far better than most teams. Also, that they their defense sees the option constantly, so not going to bust as many assignments as many teams do. But Auburn's just too talented. I got Auburn um, uh, minus ten. I watched Kansas State play against Iowa State uh, last week, and the, Iowa State is terrible. And Iowa State scored twenty eight against uh, Kansas State's defense, and Iowa State scored fourteen the week before against Division two school. That's all I needed to see. 
Uh, I think Auburn's going to run away with this, but I, I don't think Vegas thinks that because both teams are are, are ranked. ranked. I had Auburn minus fourteen. Did everybody say? Did you yeah, say what 15, it was? 15. Fifteen. We're Vegas close again, spouse. Vegas actually opened this one up at six and a half, and now it's at minus nine. Auburn. Yep. So uh, I guess that minus one goes nine. to to CJ again. And, and <laughs> let me tell you why Vegas is this way. Also, people don't remember the Arkansas game two weeks ago. Auburn couldn't stop the run for an entire half. They really, really struggle stopping the run. Kansas State's going to run the football well. So if you can run the football well, you can keep the game close. I think that's what Vegas is thinking. And this was a nice one up on our yards rushing ba- for Arkansas, by the way, in that game, 5.3 yards a carry. Uh, Arkansas okay. had against Auburn. Hey, respond to that, CJ. Uh, um, uh, I, 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 could you repeat that, please? Oh. I was just going on top of what you said. You claimed Arkansas was the rushing, and I was giving you oh, proof right. to your yeah, stat. Yeah, 153 yeah, right. yards on the ground, 5.3 yards of carry against Auburn. Well, yeah. an- another another crazy uh, uh, Vegas Vegas in the know last week was Bowling Green. They they opened up as favorites against Indiana, which we, which we mentioned was kind of a funny some, – someone out there <coughs> knew what was going on, and then Bowling not- Green ended up actually winning and beating Indiana in a – what many people would have thought was a huge upset, but not somebody in Vegas setting the lines. Uh, Bowling Green is going to Wisconsin this week, trying to upset uh, Wisconsin, I assume. What do you think about this, Chad? You love BGSU. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not the biggest BGSU fan that's probably ever existed, but I think Wisconsin's going to roll over BGSU. Their luck has run out. They're, you know, they're, every day must have its night, and night will fall on BGSU this time. I, I'm going Wisconsin by ten. Uh, uh, CJ, what do you think about this game? Is Bowling Green is the is the is the slipper gonna gonna fall off and the 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 everything gonna turn into a pumpkin? What, uh, what's happening? What's happening with our Cinderella? Uh, Wisconsin's beating them down. Wisconsin's gonna run the ball at will with the first or second best right. running back in the country in Gordon. Gordon. So Wisconsin minus seventeen. Well, Bowling Green scores a lot in every game. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're scoring a ton of points. Uh, they allow a lot on the ground, which is usually Wisconsin's strength. So it's kind of strength versus weakness. Uh, I think it'll be a high-scoring affair, but I had uh, Wisconsin minus 17. And actually, it opened up at minus 17, and everybody's putting money on Wisconsin. So it's moved all the way to minus 26 from 17. So that's a big, big money going on Wisconsin there. and, and Sending it uh, pretty far in their favor, so that, that's pretty interesting. It's moving it that far. Well, and next uh, we got we got your special fouls. I know this is a this is a game that you're going to closely watch. Virginia and BYU. Yeah, all my uh, good good friends love BYU. Chris Johnson out there, he's a big uh, BYU fan. Uh, shout, Virginia. Shout out to Robbie Packard. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of BYU fans locally. Uh, Virginia, uh, not so many locally, especially after they beat Louisville this week. Uh, Virginia looks good though. They played UCLA, UCLA tough. They have a, a good offensive defensive line. The fans that are coming to the games are really in it, but they're not going to BYU. Virginia did beat BYU last year in one of its two victories. Uh, but BYU's quarterback Tanner uh, McAvoy, he's running all over everybody. He ran over Texas. He's running all over everybody. BYU might be a dark horse to make that playoff or at least make a really good game, uh, bowl game. So I had. Uh, uh, BYU minus four in this game. I got BYU minus seven. And what do you have, Chad? I got, I got uh, Virginia minus four. Oh, v- Chad likes Virginia. Thinks I like Vegas. Virginia. Chad I- thinks Vegas likes Virginia, and Chad is wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, 
BYU opened up as a mi- minus 13 and a half favorite. Now they're minus 14 and a half. So, but if, if you're betting Chad's way, it would be totally betting on Virginia. And see, if, if I were, you know, I always pick a, a long shot. That's just the way I, I Chad do Chad likes it. a long shot. Next up is Mississippi State, LSU. Mississippi State travels to LSU. What do you think about this game, CJ? Uh, this game is all about um, Thad Prescott. I think Prescott's going to surprise some people, but I think LSU's going to um, take it away. So LSU minus eight. What do you think, Chad? LSU minus seven. Why do you think that? Well, it's at LSU for one thing. So you give the edge to them. Mississippi State hasn't looked terrible so far. Um, I also agree with uh, with CJ and in, in that that does his Prescott changes things a little bit, but it's still it's LSU. It's in the it's you know, it's it's going to be maybe a little hotter than everywhere else, and it's just it's just a tough place to play down there in Louisiana. I, I would never if I were on the, if I were in the SEC, I would dread going down there. Virginia was playing at dread. BYU, and you didn't give them any credit for hosting. What you got something against the Mormons? Well, Mormons <laughs> are so nice. Do you meet you meet a Mormon on the street? He's going to shake your hand and offer to do something for you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a problem, and you know you never go for the, the guy who's too nice in college football. Well, Dak Prescott plays for uh, Mississippi State. He's thrown 700 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. He might be the best quarterback in the SEC. I think he is. Uh, but it's at LSU where the fans cause earthquakes. I had LSU minus seven just because it was at home. Uh, Vegas had LSU uh, starting out at minus seven, but it's moved to minus nine and a half now. So I'm going to give that one to me, even though I don't didn't listen to what you guys said. <laughs> I uh, said, I have well, say is extremely important. <laughs> they both, you both have by the o- Oklahoma <laughs> at West Virginia. <laughs> Oklahoma at West Virginia. Big game. What do you guys think? Really o- quick. Oklahoma minus ten. Why? They're going to uh, Virginia is going to keep. I think West Virginia actually might surprise them. I, I but Oklahoma is really talented. What do you think, Chad? Oklahoma is very talented. Now, it, correct me if I'm wrong here. Did, was there some some news this afternoon about Oklahoma losing uh, losing somebody important? I didn't see anything like that. It's not Doriel Green Beckham, no, because no, but the, the he, West Virginia did play uh, Alabama, Alabama pretty pretty tough, and, and they, it's at home. What do you, do you think? That's are you implying be? Oklahoma players getting in trouble off the campus? Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, you got some insider info. You're taking off everybody from Utah to Oklahoma. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm just I'm just up here speculating, just, uh, just well, speculating out loud. Trevor. You know, some inside <laughs> info for Vegas. What do you got this line at then, <laughs> Chad? Well, if you want to, I've got Oklahoma winning by 15. Okay, okay. and I had this one Oklahoma uh, by 10, uh, just because they're ranked really high. And Vegas likes Oklahoma by seven and a half now. A lot of money going towards oh. uh, West Virginia. Actually, it went from 11 to seven and a half. One of these uh, we got time for one more game. Let's go Florida and uh, uh, Alabama. Alabama. What do you think, CJ? Uh, Alabama's going to be favored by a lot for this game, so I got Alabama minus 10. And, Chad, what do you think? Well, I hate robbing the fans of Clemson, Florida State, but uh, Alabama, Alabama's probably going to put a heart on them. I, I would say, yeah, I would say uh, Alabama by – by double digits. Okay, 12. Alabama by 20, and I, that's what I think. But you can find out the actual line on our Going Deep page and where you can call CJ. He's a, a financial advisor at 678-938-8961. He'll help you out with all your financial planning. We'll be back next week, 830. Going Deep! Thank y'all. You're going to give me time for music. <laughs>